What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, to Beyond the Void. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, oh, dude, yeah. it's it's you're just showing up in time, bro, for fucking Patrick's clan bake from Beyond, bro. And be Funyuns, so man. <laughs> it's like butterflies inside my head, bro. I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> this show, we're going to be calling Patrick's Clambake from Beyond, which is an extremely long name, but <laughs> it's for Patrick's birthday, so we do what he does and what, what he likes around here or we get the fucking hose again. Right. So Put the fucking lotion in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota's with us. Welcome, buddy. Hello, the internet. <laughs> I am on the internets. <laughs> That's some tubes, right? Yeah, something like there's like a bunch of like levers and shit. I don't know. Lick, lick the tip. Yep. <laughs> Wait, now bring the mic back over here. Yeah. yeah. Now ease it back in and back. Just we're trying to get a good distance here. Just to, no, I'm kidding. Maintain so get, eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. Relax your throat. Look at me. <laughs> But no, Dakota, why don't you introduce everybody to your your one of your best friends here? Well, you know, maybe I would if you'd stop, you know, being a jerk about okay, it. Okay, well, <laughs> go ahead. Well, you know, I've known Dakota for about a better part of fucking, what have we been at? Where are we at right now, Dakota? Oh, this has got to be at least 15 years. 15 years. I've known this fucker. Yeah, that's a long time, man. And he's probably one of the one of my best friends, you know. Nice. And he's been there through thick and thin. And, and like uh, Sam and... What's his name? Sorry. Are you trying to do a supernatural thing I was here? picturing us as two salmon, like, bedongling up the river together, but... <laughs> I was thinking, like, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, like salmon. Yeah, uh, salmon, I can't think of his fucking the name. The other guy who doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the other guy that doesn't matter. It's a, it's a really good love story. Why don't you tell us? I'm just kidding. About how we met online. <laughs> yeah. Let's not tell That's that like too. a whole nother episode. Yeah. In Martha's stump leg chat room <laughs> on AOL. <laughs> or no, no, Yahoo. Yahoo right. rooms. But no, Dakota is a really good guy. He's super smart and uh, he is uh, super clever and very funny. So you guys should oh. enjoy him. No pressure. Yeah, no fun. Oh, yeah, right. 
<laughs> Patrick is the bomb, and he is one of my closest friends. And on top of that, I'm super honored to be here. I'm a big fan, so I'm fuck like yeah. fanboying over here. But this is excellent. Thank you very much for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, dude. Oh, fuck more than yeah. welcome. Anytime you want to come back. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some funs. And I don't know what other S that I could add to a word that shouldn't have it. <laughs> Shibby. <laughs> so we're going to be doing Patrick's birthday this week. So Monday, we're going to kick it off. Thursday, we're going to finish it up. And then probably the week after, we'll be talking about it, and I'll be making fun of Patrick. Right. Yeah. Although I won't, you won't hear me mention my birthday for the right, next like three I'll, episodes. We'll like just Alex find a way to bring it up. No, he might, <laughs> but you can believe me that I won't bring it up. Anyway, so how old are you going to be, Patrick? Do you want to share with the class? No, I'm going to be old. So you guys, just, I'm old. So Yeah, he's 54. Yeah. <laughs> and a half. And but. a half. I think you stopped doing that after 14. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what have you guys been up to? I got invited to be on my favorite podcast, so I've kind of been gearing up for that, like working out. There was a whole montage. You guys missed it, but... We'll put the video up later, guys. (laughs) That would be awesome. Like, if you actually did that, I would be like, I'd make that our intro for every video. You know what I mean? (laughs) So you hear that, guys? If you want to do a dance video, no, I'm not putting that in the front of our videos. No. (laughs) No. Nope, nope, nope. Trying to get rich on Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies. Right. Know, that's been an interesting thing is that's been skyrocketing. So I've been trying to be the, the next internet millionaire like everybody else. That's right. It's been a fun thing to do. And I've been, you know, trying to sell that to you guys all evening. Well, you explained it to me a little bit. And I, I'm not familiar as much as you are with it. Like, I don't even know where you would buy something with Bitcoin. In questionable can you, can locations exp- near you. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I figure. That's what I've always gathered. I'm like, well, I don't really hang out in the hacker forums. Right. It's it's getting to be a thing. You're going to be able to use these on Amazon and Newegg and all these places now. I think this is going to be the future of our money. And so for a brief minute, it'll, you can cash in on it. And I'm trying to do that poorly, mind you, but... It's a thing. It's been what I've been doing all week. That's how exciting I am. Oh, wow. Dakota played with some internet money. What is it called again? A cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin is the one everybody knows, but there's a bunch of them. Ethereum right. and Litecoin and these things. Which I kind of wonder because it's like Bitcoin. The reason Bitcoin is so popular is it's almost anti all of that. Whoever's trying to put it together. Absolutely. And crypto, which sounds like weed. Right. From Florida. <laughs> uh, which is what I remember it as when I lived there. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it's just like a big corporation type thing. And the banks are going to be involved. And they're trying to cut the corn, you know, try to kill Bitcoin because that's essentially where we're headed. I don't want to get too political, but I'm just saying. No, and that's it. And that adds a little bit of a cyberpunk flair to it. And it makes it that much more fun to play with. Right. Right. Right, right. But what I've been doing this week, I don't know. I didn't do much. We've been work, pretty much had work. Like, every day this week. Sounds so, fun, dude. It was fun. You know, O'Brien uh, Wilson came through, and then right after we had Ann Wilson, which really? if you guys don't know who Ann Wilson is or Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson is the guy who wrote Pet Sounds, one of the Beach oh, Boys. Yeah, I was going to say. I was like, he's one which, of the Beach Boys. Right, right yeah. which is probably one of the... Pet Sounds is probably one of the most highly regarded studio well, albums ever created. one of the highly regarded underground hit albums that a right. lot of people didn't like at first. It's one of those ones that it was a grower. Right. Not a shower. so we had brian wilson and then it was ann wilson which i was like so wait wait his wife and him are divorced and then no ann wilson and she was like fuck it i'm going on tomorrow night ann wilson is the lead singer of heart no i know i'm totally fucking around right but for you people out there who don't know who she is she is the lead singer of so it's like a wilson extravaganza last week right 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 jesus but other than that we went to me and alex went to a horror con yeah we went to mad monster which you should have gone i wish you could have 
I want to hear more about that. What did you guys do there? Uh, well, we went on Friday night. It was a three-day event. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It was pretty much Friday night. I think, what time was it open? Six? Yeah, like six o'clock. Six o'clock. We showed up. They pretty much had the exhibition. They had a few Q&A things that night, I think. Didn't they? They have a couple panels. They had a couple panels. I think it was a Tom, Tom Savini uh, okay. had a panel, and I want to say that, uh, what's her name from The Exorcist, had in her own panel as well that night. Okay. Was there any weird fan encounters at the BTV panel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish we right. would do that. Mike would have been so mad if we had done that. Right. <laughs> After all the shit we gave him, you know. <laughs> no, we're not ready for that, Mike. You know, like, we got a panel, though. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we didn't do a panel, I wish. One day, when we're cool. Although I did get to hand uh, Sid Haig uh, freaking our card. And I never thought I'd be able to hand anybody like that anything. Yeah, that he's, I've done. he's grown some balls over the show here. <laughs> but uh, he was very nice, and hopefully we will have him on eventually one day. So funny, by the way. And I know, guys, we're, we're digging into the intro here long. So those of you listening, there's just a lot of shit that happened for the first time ever. <laughs> I know we so, usually leave pretty boring lives. But. Right. A picture of you with the Wisdom Cube went viral, right? Yeah, we actually went to uh, do the... Well, that... Yeah, was that Friday? Yeah, it was Friday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, we did the Pinhead Experience, which if you guys are on Horror Amino or any of our social media, you probably saw a picture or something. But there was a picture of like me and my buddies, or my buddies and I, I should say, probably. But uh, we were all at the, the Pinhead Experience, and it's so fucking cool, man. Like It was really awesome. I know some people were disappointed with it. I don't know if they were just being picky, but I thought for the $65 that I spent, that it was $65 well spent. Yeah, I didn't get an autograph for the picture, and I paid an extra ten dollars, so it was like seventy-five bucks for me. But we walk in; his uh, Doug Bradley's wife was there organizing everything. Wife or girlfriend? I don't know. Excuse me if I'm wrong. She was like organizing everyone to shuffle them in, made them all stand, and it was kind of like this weird anticipation because you go into this dark room with a curtain. And then they open the curtain and you walk in and they tell you, okay, stand here, stand here, stand here. Just stay. You see where these squares are? These little tri- or little T's? Stand those. Put your feet on the other side. Okay, you're good. Okay, scoot in over here. And then it's like the music stops for a second because you hear the Hellraiser music, right? The, the infamous shit. And then all of a sudden the music is like, you know, it's like Doug Bradley came out to the right of me. And was like, I have such sights to show you. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. It kind of freaked me out, man. I like, I have chills just talking about it. Like, it was kind of cool, man. Like, yeah. And then he said a few more things, but I was in like such fandom mode because I was like literally in a set that had light coming through the walls and it was no smoke, you know, or anything like that. But it was just fucking cool. He said a couple more lines. The, the, the cube opened up. And light started pouring out of it. And then he said something. I just, I can't remember because I was just so blown away. My cheeks hurt when I came out because I was smiling so much. (laughs) It looked like he must have really set the scene because that picture really captured a moment and you were very excited in there. So he must have been doing a good job. Well, it's funny because I was telling you when we took that picture because I showed you the picture, a lot of the pictures didn't pose. Like nobody posed because it was really that kind of intimidating. You're like, you don't know what to do. They don't tell you what's going to happen. You walk in, you're like, where's Doug Bradley? I thought he was going to be in here. And then he comes out, he does that thing, and then the light box opens up. So I just was like, ah, acted like I was summoning the fucking box to open or something. Right. 
And they ended up using that on Dread Central. I was like, oh, I'm so awesome. <laughs> but no, we are, my friends and me, we had a really good time doing that. I wish Patrick and Kelly and, and Christina could have made it too, but we didn't realize that it was 260 for everybody. It was, was it up to like four or five people? Four people. Four people. I guess they're not doing that anywhere else. I think they're doing it in one more place maybe. Or, but it was because Tom Savini did all the makeup for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, and a few other people were there to help, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, Tom Savini, because he was there, too, I think he worked on it. Some of the fans actually got a pin from his makeup. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, how cool would that be? Right? But, guys, if you have that come to your town, you need to do it. We met, uh, when we, do you want to tell the story about Sid Haig? Oh. It's so weird. I don't know why I feel so okay to walk up to him. <laughs> he is just, you know, Sid Haig... He is just a very friendly guy. He, he takes no bullshit, but it's not. I'm not saying that like he's an asshole. No, 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 no. I, I, I very, like that. Right. He's just very real. He's just very straightforward. Right. He's a straight shooter all through and through. Got to talk to him for a little bit, and uh, why don't you tell him what you you asked him to sign uh, well, on you your You were pitching. getting your shit signed up. He was like freaking out. He was like fanboying a little bit. You were. I, I was I trying not to. Because you were like, uh, 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 like you didn't know what to say. Right, <laughs> It's right. okay, because I didn't know what to say to Zach Galligan. I was like, hey, Sid, I was like, can you say fuck you on my picture? And everybody <laughs> around me looked at me like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> And I was like, really? I was like, it's Sid Haig. This motherfucker's cussed like crazy, dude, like in, in, in the movies. He's fine. And he was like, you know... If I don't know, if someone would have told me twenty years ago that some guy was gonna come up to me and write "fuck you" on a fucking picture and then pay me and thank me for it, I would have never believed him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? No one's ever done that. So I guess maybe I was the first, or maybe he was just making me feel special. Right, right. <laughs> and sorry, guys, we're recanting the tales very vaguely because. I think we got pretty fucked up that night. Oh, yeah, dude. And then I went back the next day, so I tried to hit Zach Gallon. Dude, I feel such a, like a, sl- a cheese dick motherfucker, you know? I was, like, talking to Zach Galligan. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? I was like, Gremlins 3, man. I, t- I kind of heard you were into that. And he was like, really? You heard that? And then he told me, like, his pitch for what he thought Gremlins 3 should be. He said that he wanted it to be in London, and, I, and he was like, although when the second one came out, they were discussing whether they would have it in Vegas or New York. And it mm. ended up being New York. And I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. I was like, you know what? They'd probably do the Vegas thing for the third one. It just makes sense. Well, yeah, it'd be a lot cheaper. Like, I feel like London might be the fourth one. You know? <laughs> do, do you know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that London's bad or anything, but Gremlins is like American pie in a way. But it's- I asked him to come on. I said, hey, man. I was like, all sly. I was like, hey, you know. Interesting that you're talking about Gremlins 3. We do a podcast where we actually make up these plots on our show. And it'd be really cool if maybe you came on and told us your version of what you'd like to see. And he was like, really? Do you have a card? And I was like, yeah, I sure do. He took it. And he was like, yeah, man. And then we started talking about something else. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully that, I mean, I hope that does pan It out. never hurts to ask people. Right. The worst you can get is a no. He seemed nice. I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't want to push it. <laughs> No, really, I need your address. What's your phone number? Where do you live? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the, the Saturday was just a big drunken fest with my buddy Matt. Matt Tom, uh, he's awesome as shit. He goes, my Uncle Fatty. Uh, he's badass. So 
uh, we got to hang out quite a bit there on Saturday with our other buddies and stuff. We got pretty shit faced. Yeah. There was a pool party afterwards. I was like hanging out with uh, one of the guys in the Greasy Strangler. No, is that a move? Oh, dude, you need to see that. That's a weird movie, dude. It's pretty. Uh... Is this new? Yeah, I don't know. It's got a lot of dick in it. <laughs> oh, oh all it's right. not about dicks, but I'm Where just can saying. I get this? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could show you my room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You mean dead? Oh, the oh, movie! You, you were an extra. The movie. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's probably enough about all that stuff. I don't want to go into it too much, but there was a lot of fun stuff. So next time, you need to go, Dakota. This sounds like the place to be, and it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun and the pictures. You know, that, that's a pretty cool setup. Save up some money, sell some of that shit that you find all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do they they accept Bitcoin? I'm there. <laughs> I don't know. They may. They may. But yeah, this this today we're going to be talking about. Uh, or this week, on Thursday, we're going to be talking about movies that involve pot. So, any movies, and we decided to pick... Class of Newcomb High from Troma. Classic. One of my favorite horror... Well, I guess it's more of a comedy than it is a horror movie, but it is... It's one of my favorites. My guilty pleasure, right next to there, to Dude, Where's My Car? But, uh, Idle Hands. Yes. <laughs> so, we'll be kicking you off with that. All right. Well, I think it might be that time. Oh, shit. Horse shots! So now we're back to take an amazing shot, one that we've never done before. I think we did a drug one, drug horror one, but I don't remember. I don't think I was on for that one. That's when you guys did the, you guys watched Spook and. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what the drink was. Like, now that I think of it, we've done so many shows now, I don't fucking know. Right. We're on 42. 42 episodes. Are we on 42? Yeah. That's yeah. like, if you think about that, on average, we do about two hours. There's some episodes we did three hours of. So if you weigh it out, it's about two hours a show. So we've done about 84 hours of entertainment and probably thousands of hours. Checks in the mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> Checks always in the mail, Patrick. I'll send it to you tomorrow as soon as I don't get paid. <laughs> we decided that we were going to do a Patrick's MJ shot. And that does not mean Michael Jackson, so there will be no kids or gloves involved. Sorry. Stop For talking all, about oh, Michael that way. My I'm bad. Slap I'm sorry. The taste out of your mouth. <laughs> all the MJ fans just left. <laughs> Good. Get out. Get out of here. That's what I'm leaving, guys. What we decided we're going to do, and this is an interesting shot. We have three ingredients. We have one of our most favorite drinks, which is somehow always slipped into the mix, Midori. And probably because this bottle's never going to be finished for the entire time we it ever have it. It does have a beautiful color, though. I it, love it. It looks cool, and it smells really delicious, but it tastes like butthole. We're going to add some Midori, some triple sec, which is essentially orange, and we have a special herbal vodka that we're going to be adding to this MJ shot. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Patrick's MJ shot? Like, no, no. What do you want to call it? Let's call it the... Dirty Hooker? No. Let's just call it Shibby. Dakota, you got ideas? The Shibby Shot. The, the Shibby sh Shot works. You want to do a Shibby Shot, really? It's Shibby Shot. Oh, my God. So we're doing a Dude, Where's My Car reference? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's my birthday. Yeah, you can do what you want. It's my birthday. Don't you think I want that for my birthday? All of our listeners just left, Patrick. Just take the drink. They all <laughs> need to find me. their cars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, they got to put it on the stereo and pump it outside <laughs> next to the McDonald's. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know we're taking a lot of time here, but we're kind of fucked up, I guess, a little bit. And it's good to hang out. But we'll go ahead and start with the triple sec pour almost half. Alex is getting really good at pouring these shots, guys. He's a true artiste now. He's like flipping these things. You mean dude. a bartista? A bartista? I'm just going to put a little of that in there. For I really, color? I fucking hate Midori. All right, now we put in this special herbal vodka. There's a couple out there that you can find. Uh, try to look for it if you can. That does look all natural. It does. It looks... I've never seen... It looks weird. That is definitely an interesting hue. Look at that, dude. It's all green. Mm. All right, bro. <laughs> Let's get shibby. All right, cheers. Happy right. birthday, Patrick. Zoltan. Cheers, gentlemen. Zoltan. Cool. Oh, my. Ooh, that weird herbal. That does taste all natural. That does taste very herbal. Ooh. I feel like I just drank bong water. Boo! Don't say it. It does. I feel like I drank bong water. I can still taste it in my mouth. Oh, it's going to be there for a while, dude. Oof. How was that for you? Yeah, how was your first horror shot here? Yeah, dude. That was, uh, it was very holistic. Are your shoes still on? No. They are long gone. <laughs> they got blown the fuck off. I think, yes, as well as the roof. It's gone. I picture the guy from uh, Roger Rabbit. You know what I mean? Whatever. Oh, where he gets put into the, 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 what is it? Chemical X? I don't know, like his shoes and everything go popping off. And right. Like, anyway, that's it for horse shots. Dude, I don't know. Did that shot fuck you up, man? I, I don't know. It was weird, dude. I'm feeling weird. What about you? Dude? What do you got, Dakota? What are you talking about? It's the fucking news! Here is the fucking news! Alright, so now we're going to bring to you the fucking news! Let's say that three times, huh? There's been some pretty cool stuff that happened this past week, and uh, I think we should probably go over most of it, but some of it we'll gloss over, some of it we'll just kind of uh, talk about a little bit, have a debate, touch each other, whatever happens, happens, I guess. One of the first things, it's pretty old now, but where there was uh, talk now about Tom Hardy as Venom. What do you guys think about that? I really like how Tom Hardy is not Topher Grace. That's an important part. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, I guess it's going to be a hit. Right. Well, I mean, he's not a low-class actor either, so he knows what he's fucking doing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could argue that Bane was kind of annoying, but he put a unique flair on him. Oh, for sure. You know? I didn't mind his, his take on Bane. You've never seen the dark side. You <laughs> <laughs> really nailed that. You've only... I was born into the dark. Whatever the fuck he says. I, I used to do it better, but I don't know. I just haven't watched that fucking movie in forever. It's the one I kind of like gloss over. Yeah. You know, it's like, I hate to say it, but like I watched the three of the Dark Knight trilogy and it's like, one's awesome, two's gr amazing. And then I go to the third one and I'm like, hey, what's on my phone? <laughs> it's pretty much what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the uh, Dark Knight is on his phone. Sequel. I think they should have let Batgirl out of that whole series. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the whole idea that Venom is now going to be the star? Now that we've had Deadpool, which is kind of the anti-hero. I think of Carnage. Right, well, and that's where they're leading. Let's but Carnage hope. may be two balls to the wall. Right. You've got to do Venom first. 
Well, you, you do got to do Venom first, but it just, like I said, it just automatically takes my head, like, you know, I take two steps forward and I start thinking about Carnage. Sure. Well, and if they do good on Venom, then maybe it will. Right. And are they going to tie in Spider-Man? That's what I'm to understand. This is going to be Venom's very own story. Right. And it's a pretty good story, and Venom had his own comic series that was popular, but without the beginning where there's, where does the super suit come from and Peter Parker's interaction with the symbiont, it it takes something away that they're not going to show that. And again, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but I'm missing that. I wish they were going to incorporate this into the next Spider-Man movie and well, then a Venom spinoff. But. I think that they will... I kind of hope they steer clear of it a little bit so that we can have some fun for a change. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that I don't want to see them together. I totally do. And everybody should if you're into that shit. But I just feel like I want to see a dark superhero. Like, I want Spawn back. They're redoing Spawn. That's a good point. So it's kind of similar in that sense because the person that's in the suit isn't necessarily bad. The suit is bad. I wonder if they're going to keep to the the classic story as well. Is is he an astronaut who comes in contact right, with Right, that's symbiote? how the original story was, wasn't right. it? Huh. That's a good question. I mean, I hope they keep it true, but you know how Hollywood is now. I mean, you guys think it's pretty cool that Tom Hardy's going to do it, though, then? He looks the part. Yeah. I think he could snap into good and bad, which he's going to have to do. Oh, yeah. And like Dakota was saying, anything's better than fucking Topher Grace. It's just... <laughs> yeah. No offense to Topher Grace. I love that 70s show, but yeah, you well, are not Venom. I hate to say it, but like his first era was Venom. <laughs> his second was Predators. Oh, yeah. God, that was the worst part of the movie, dude. Like, I want to be evil. Like, shut the fuck up. I didn't buy it for a second. And I hate to say that because you know who made that movie, at least? Who was it? Robert Rodriguez. No, shit. Yeah, dude. So it's like, fuck. Like, you got Robert Rodriguez to do something totally out of the box. Kind of a little more mainstream than he's used to, I would assume. Oh, yeah. Like, he makes the mainstream, but, I mean, this is more mainstream to do a Predators movie. It's a little bit out of context in that Topher Grace kind of seems like one of those Predators that your parents or after-school specials warn you about at the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take stra- don't take candy from strangers, right. I just, I don't know, man. That, I, I'm glad he got killed. I was just, like, hoping that he would die, but he should have died way sooner. Like, I was just hoping he would just get spiked in the head. Right. <laughs> And and no offense to him, he was great in like that '70s show. But I mean, if you see nothing him, else, yeah, and nothing else, right? And I even heard on that show that he wasn't even like cool with any of the other people. Like everybody else considered them family, except for him. <laughs> yeah, I think the only person he was actually close with on that show was Donna. And like even well, they had to have some sort of level of like intimacy, right? With right. the scenes that they were doing for sure. And he's like, and scene, we're not friends. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought that was kind of interesting, and I wanted to bring it up. Not necessarily horror, but it is kind of horrific, I guess. It's, you know, Venom's a dark character, and and I hope that it does well, because I would like to see more of that. I would like to see more dark characters, right. not necessarily superheroes and shit like that, but I would like to see the bad guy be the good guy. Well, on the back of that, do we have the uh, the X-Men, the next X-Men movie coming yeah, out? Yeah, the New Mutants is coming out, too, that's supposed right. to be kind of geared towards horror. So that'd be interesting. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I like superheroes. It's kind of like the zombie genre now. It's so overdone that like even people that were fans of superheroes are like, God damn, dude, superheroes? Really? We're doing superheroes <laughs> again. It sounds like a nice change of pace. I'm really tired of the old mutant, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah, well, supposedly the New Mutants are going to be more out for themselves right? than superheroes. From what I understand, there's not going to be any kind of like villains or costumes or right. any of that kind of... Me and you were talking about how, or we were all talking about how 
New Mutants is kind of like almost like a generational thing. Right. So it's like where you have the X-Men, they were kind of like the baby boomers type shit. And then you got the New Mutants, which don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves. It almost seems like they're making a parallel to generational gap. Right. Uh, Something else that's in the news here that we want to talk about is Vestron is conjuring up the entire Warlock collection. So we're going to have the whole Warlock collection, one through three, which... And sorry to anybody that's involved in part three, but that one's disposable. The only two I'm really concerned about is the first two, <laughs> which right. are the best. I still haven't seen that third one. Oh, yeah? The way you guys, t- we talked about it that episode. Yeah, you, you know? really dodged a bullet, dude. Yeah, Have you, you guys... seen part three, Dakota? No. Oh, God. The End of Innocence or some shit like that? Is that what it was called? I, I didn't even watch it, so. Yeah. Warlock. <laughs> Should be forgotten. (laughs) Just kidding. Sorry, somebody out there really likes it, and God bless your soul. To give you guys kind of an idea, on The Warlock, they're going to have new audio commentary with director Steve Miner, new isolated score selections, uh, audio interview with author Jeff Bond. They're going to have new interviews from, this is from the, the first movie, Satan's Son with actor Julian Sands, the Devil's Work with director Steve Miner and Effects of Evil with makeup effects creator Carl Fullerton and Neil Martz. Got some behind-the-scenes footage, vintage interviews, vintage featurettes, pretty much all the regular stuff all the other stuff has had. Part 2, got new audio commentary by Anthony Hickox. Awesome. That's actually really cool. I'm excited about that. They got the vintage making of featurette, extended vintage interviews, not too much on the second one. That's a little disappointing. Hmm. Uh, Warlock 3, The End of Innocence, or better known as, probably shouldn't watch this anyway. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, special features, behind-the-scenes footage, vintage interview segments with cast and crew. They didn't even put dude's name in it. The guy that ended up being the witch. The guy who the plays Warlock, Julian yeah. Sands' character. Right. Which is he was he It's alive? like they were like, you know, we could do an interview with him, but we'll just put casting crew on Why there. didn't they get Julian Sands to come back? I don't think Julian Sands wanted to do it anymore. Really? Yeah, he probably didn't like the script that they were pitching. Yeah, I see that. But dude, he is so the warlock. Like the right. way, dude, he's so good. I'm still buying it, even if I hate part three, however much they charge. I want it. And I still need to get the Wishmaster series, which I was supposed to get for my birthday. <laughs> It's still living through me, buddy. (laughs) Fucking cock. Uh, Also in the news, James Wan is producing the Resident Evil movie reboot. How do you guys feel about that? About time. Yeah, you think? Do you think James Wan's going to do a good job? It'd be nice to see something different. They kind of roughed it in on the first one and then just went way off. Yeah, they just were like, fuck it. It After the first one, are they even zombie movies anymore? No, they're nothing like that. I think he might be able to bring the, the scare back into the the series. Right. You know, I really enjoyed the first movie. I, I did thought- too. I actually it's it's jumbled as fuck. It's kind of like all over the place, but it had good music. I think even fucking Manson Manson did, did music on it. Yeah, One of the lo- songs, Tyler Bates, did he do that music too? Yeah, he did all the score, all the like the theatrical music that you hear. That's Manson. right. Did that? Yes. I think he did it with somebody else though, and I yeah, yeah. He kind of like I could have des- thought it was Tyler Bates, but yeah, I, he did do it with somebody else. He kind of described what he wanted, and the other person made it come to life, kind of thing. Okay. When they rewrite popular video games or or books into movies, 
and they change it, like, somebody already did all the fucking work. Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 in particular were a really good story. All the work was already done. You just had to make that into a fucking movie. Right. And, and they just went yeah. off on well, something I didn't relate to. Like, well, the way I even look at Resident like, Evil, it's not even Resident Evil 1. It's Resident Evil 0. It's like a prequel to the events that happened well, after. Right. And it's almost like what they did is they overstepped the original Right. And we're like, let's just jump into the crazy shit. Yeah, they go straight to two. Right. With fucking Nemesis. Right. Which is... <sighs> I don't know. no I, mystery. No. I, I've watched them all begrudgingly. Some of them have moments that I'm like, wow, that was kind of cool. Right. But most of them, it, it's almost like they were playing House of the Dead. It's a lot of CGI candy that's... Like, the acting was like House of the Dead. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Do you remember that game? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I'm getting attacked. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, and you can do that a little bit. You know, when I think of Resident Evil and I think of the first one, I also think of the really shitty acting in the first, you know, opening. Look out, Barry. It's a monster. You know, <laughs> and that was kind of awesome. They could have even played on that and made it a little bit campy. Right. I like in the first one that there was at least a mansion. Right. But after that, after maybe Resident Evil 2, is there even zombies in the movies? Right. Yeah. I haven't caught up. I somehow missed them. You're not missing much. They they do have zombies in the, throughout the whole thing. Some of them morph and change and like hybrids because you know like eventually as the story went on in the video games, they turn into these beasts. The tyrant, right? Yeah, like they they like they hawking beasts. Like the 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 virus just grew and grew and grew into weird shit, which is fine. But they still always had a basis of zombies, I guess. You know. But yeah, I, I don't, it doesn't say who's directing it yet. It says that Greg Russo, who did Mortal Kombat, will script be scripting the franchise starter. Uh, are we talking about the miniseries? Or are we talking about the full-fledged movie? It says, Deadline broke the news tonight, also revealing that Greg Russo, Mortal Kombat, will be scripting the franchise starter. A director for the Constantin atomic monster and screen gems film has not been hired so we don't know if it's a guy who did the mortal kombat movie which it sounds like it is but if james wan is is producing it he's got some control right so he's gonna try to pick if you like james wan films or wan i don't know how to say his name so maybe he, maybe he's on to something i don't know i hope it's good i want to like it <laughs> <laughs> it's like i just watch him when i'm like fuck what do i watch i guess i'll watch this <laughs> Like, sorry, Resident Evil fans. I'm sure there's plenty of you out there. I'm just old as fuck. Get off my lawn! <laughs> yeah, get out of here! No, I'm kidding. Um, also, one of my favorite short story sort of uh, shows was Tales from the Crypt. They're going to be putting out the entire box set of that. They didn't do whole seasons. They did collections. Right. I noticed is that what it was? an ongoing like, fad. It's like they don't sell whole seasons. They just cherry pick shit. Well, now, now that everybody's binge watching shit, they're like, oh, we better get on this. Right. Plus, they're trying to push the new Tales from the Crypt show. M. Night Shyamalan is going to be doing... He's producing. Although I thought I heard some rumblings that they were having troubles with it. That's the twist. <laughs> but, the twist? Well, the original show went from 1989 to 1996. Uh, so it had seven seasons and it had 93 episodes. And there was a shit ton of fucking directors. Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I did not know he did that. Frank Darabont. Robert Zemeckis, Tom Hanks, Kyle MacLachlan, Michael J. Fox, Tom Holland, Toby Hooper, Richard Donner, and many more. Yeah, so I guess it's going to be a DVD box set, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, even if it's just the wrong what format. What year are we in? Right? Like, isn't DVD about to take its last breath? Right. I mean, I still collect DVDs, but I mean, 
if we're going into 4K, it would make sense, right? Something's yeah. going to drop off. It's not like vinyl. Well, get this. The price of it, it's coming out June 6th, by the way, guys. You can already pre-order it right now through the Warner Brothers shop or Amazon. But guess how much it is. Just take a guess. I'm going 250 Really? Wow, that's a fucking healthy. 60 uh, bucks. That's what I think it should be. It's going to be 170 I was wow. I was the closest. I win. Well, I know my bid was over, so. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out. Who had the I'm lowest one, I think? It was... Give me my 50. <laughs> it was like the price is right. Who won? Right, you know? exactly. Like, That's what I was thinking of. That so. really so, seems like more of a Blu-ray price to me. I think so, too. So yeah. I, I'm not really understanding. You don't think it was like an error on their part that they didn't mean to say DVD? No, it's DVD. So they're probably just packaging all the other ones that they have laying around into one to try to regenerate some interest, make some extra money, and push the new show. And then next year, release the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> if they do that, I'll fucking scream at the top of the hill. All right, another thing. If there's a new trailer out for the Netflix Castlevania, the one that's going to be uh, coming out not too long, I guess is, what was it, this July 7th, it's coming out. So Warren Ellis, who did Transmetropolitan and a, and a myriad of other fucking great comics uh, and books. He writes books. He's a novelist. Producing and writing the content. We got to see a little bit of a snippet. If you guys haven't already seen it, just check the links below. Not a lot to go with here, guys. Mostly just a little buzz sort of trailer. But at least we get to see somewhat of how the animation, cartoon animation, is going to look like. the anime. Right. So. And so far, it looks... It looks good. And I do hope they have those fucking holy water bombs, dude. They got to. I want to see people... I want to see fucking vampires and shit melt. Under blue flame. Yeah, yes. dude. Like skeletons and whatever else. Speaking of animated uh, stuff, they're going to be doing a Train to Busan prequel called Soul Station. It's coming out to iTunes. And have you guys seen Train to Busan? No. It's like a Korean... A uh, zombie film takes place on a train going from one area to another. Right. It's pretty awesome. That makes it a little more scary to be in those close quarters and you can't get out of a moving train, right? right? You gotta get to the front and stop it or something. It was kind of interesting. They did a little something different with the, the, the creatures, uh, or the, the zombies, I should say. The characters are really strong, I think. Some people really don't like it, but I really, I thought it was a good movie. But they're doing a, a, an animated one. It'll be unleashing on iTunes here in the States on Tuesday, May 30th. But that's pretty cool. I don't know. If you haven't seen it, check it out below. Let us know your thoughts. And our final news, I would probably say, is Channel Zero has a season three. I stopped watching the first season, which is a sci-fi show, by the way. I wasn't, like, too into it. It was a little slower. It, was it, like, an anthology, kind of? Or no, no, no it's, a, it's a whole story. Okay. They're already talking about a third season. Huh. So it must be doing well enough that second season is coming out. Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Like, I hate to say it, guys. I don't know much about this shit, but... I haven't been watching it, but if you guys think it's good, let us know. Sound off in the comments. Uh, but I think that's it for the news. All right, guys. So now we're going to be doing a little something different for Patrick's birthday. What are we going to be doing, Patrick? We're going to have a little powwow. A yeah. little... Just a little conversation piece here. We're all just going to sit around. We'll sit down. We'll sit down. Little campfire. Little campfire, yeah. <laughs> it's in my pants. It's about to get hot in here. So we picked a couple of uh, topics that we wanted to talk about to kind of uh, kind of go over. Since, first of all, 
The only time I've ever really talked about some of my, like, my all-time favorite movies and what got me into horror was in the first episode of this show, which Patrick was not there for, and, obviously, Dakota was not there either. So, we figured, let's jump into something like that. So, what got you into horror? I don't I think it's kind of like people who like to ride roller coasters, which I'm not one of those people. <laughs> but I, it, there's just something about being scared that... It's exhilarating. So does does horror it. necessarily have to be scary? No. Do you think or? I mean, as far as is gore, it horror if it's not scary? Is it a horror if it's not scary? What do you think, Dakota? It, definitely, there's a whole bunch of stuff, there's horror that's campy or funny. So there's a lot of stuff that falls into the horror category. But what's a rare treat these days is we're desensitized by the news and all this other crap going right. on. Is when you still actually get scared. Right. 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 Because everybody's scared of something. Everything's different for everyone. Some people aren't even bothered by, like, the silly, scary monsters and shit like that. Well, and are not some of the real classics and your personal classics the things that actually scared you when you were younger? Right. Well, I've always said that I feel like the scary movies, at least, for the scary movies, not all horror, just scary movies in particular... Part of the reason that I get you get into it is it's almost like you have this weird, sick, twisted nostalgia from being scared. It's like getting a high. Right. And it's almost like you're trying to chase that high to relive it because it was like when you're a child, it's like the most exhilarating thing to all of a sudden question your mortality because it's such a weird, odd thing to think about as Not a kid. Not only your mortality, but your reality. Right. Like what is real? Right. Sure. It's almost like discovering, like, you know, hate to say Christopher Columbus because that was a, a fucking nightmare, but we're headed in horror, so hey, maybe it's right. No, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, like, what if discovering this new unknown world, you know what I mean? Right. It makes you try to recenter yourself somehow. I think people get interested into horror, scary-wise, for that reason. Not only that, a lot of the practical effects are really pretty. Oh, sure, but I mean, we're talking about why did you get into horror? I mostly like, got into horror you, because, like you were saying, I just, I just like that feeling of being uneasy, questioning reality, but like what's real and what's not. Okay. Well, the reason I ask is because, like, you know, like maybe it's different for younger kids nowadays. You know, like maybe they got the cool dad that's like really into special effects. Right. So that kid looks at it from an artistic standpoint rather than a horror standpoint. Whereas yeah. our dads were cool. Because they let us watch shit we shouldn't have watched. And they liked a lot of crazy shit that got us into fucking horror. Or our parents, or maybe our brothers, or whatever it is. What was your first experience, guys? I think my very first horror movie I ever saw was Chucky. That, yeah, that's right. I think you mentioned that once. <laughs> yeah, I had a... Uh, we w- watched Chucky. We just moved into our new house. And um, I remember I had to get something from the garage. And we had had our all the boxes that we didn't unpack in the garage. And I remember we had couple boxes of toys out there and shit and i had to went out there and i was looking around and i look over at another box and it was a box full of our stuffed animals and teddy rupskin was on the very top of the box and he opened his eyes up on his own and i just watched chucky the night before i wasn't gonna have it i took him out to the curb i literally bashed his face open and uh really threw him in the trash so tell me about your mother no I'm just kidding. <laughs> what Jesus. about you dakota no wait i mean i'm interested in this like, like, explain how you bashed it. I want to know. I want the details. The gory Teddy Ruxpin details. Well, I grabbed it by its little feet. 
Literally, I was holding it's it. Little feet, it's like... little feet. Yes, sir. And uh, I pretty much curb checked it over and over again until its face was non-existent. So you walked out of the garage with it? Yes. Okay. Hit the button, opened the door, straight to so the So no curb. hammer, just like smashing it on the ground? Yep. And he just like crumbled into a pile of debris? It, was it all contained in his Teddy Ruxpin skin? It looked it, it looked pretty horrific when I was done with it, because half his face was missing, you know, bottom jaw was gone, and nose was all smashed in. It, it, it was kind of horrific. What but... if he's like, I buy a friend to the end? Right. <laughs> if he would have came back, it would have yeah, scared him. just latches onto your neck. Right. Uh, goes screeching <laughs> into the neighborhood. My brother still gives me shit to this day for doing that because they're probably worth like thousands you know, of dollars yeah, or something. something like that. Well, you remember? Do you guys remember um, my pet monster? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude, with breakaway chains. Yeah, yes. dude, they they had one at Zia over here. Did you? How it was much? like I think it was like forty five bucks. Oh, I would have totally bought it, dude. I was like, holy shit! I don't know if it was a reproduction or something like that, but just seeing one, I never had one. But I remember, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. Like, you know, it's not like my buddy. It was right. a great toy, and it was also a puppet. So later, as I... Is that know, what a puppet? Really? It was. It, um, the one that I had, you stuck your hand to the bottom, and you could open and close his mouth. Yeah. So this went from a, a, a fun movie and a favored toy to later in my Cartoon. teenage years, kind of being kind of... The puppet slot became a stash spot for my teenage unmentionables. And so <laughs> this is a toy yeah. that, that lasted a long time. That's why they check her asses now. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, speaking of puppets, you're the I'm puppet. <laughs> so let me ask you this then: Do you remember the cartoon for that? Yes, they had a cartoon degree. for it. I, I don't remember what it was like, but I do remember him being kind of fun, like almost like I don't know, like he was gonna go like have a party with you or something. Yeah, dude, he was, like, smoking joints, <laughs> like, shooting up heroin. <laughs> My monster. No, it's getting you right. <laughs> now I think, and, and I feel like Chucky, like, my buddy was so scary to me. And then they had my sister after that, too. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I do. Fucking my buddy. My, my buddy, buddy. My buddy and me. Uh, wherever he goes, we, or I go, something like that. Yeah. I don't fucking remember. Chucky hits a little bit closer to home, especially when you're a kid. Like, uh, for example, Freddy Krueger, you know, a kind of creepy looking guy in a sweater was common when growing up in Oregon right. in the backwoods. And, but, you know, seeing Chucky there makes you kind of rethink and, and take a longer look at your toy box in your collection. And that, that <laughs> yeah. was a little bit closer to home as a kid for me, so he's a little scarier. Well, I think, I think, I think something that's important for, like, stuff like that, I think if you ever notice some of the better horror movies... Um, try to grab onto things that maybe you do commonly or have around you commonly. And you always have ki toys as a kid somehow. Even if it's just one of those master viewers. Like I saw a short today that involved a master viewer and I can't think of the name of it, but I'll put it in the extras in the uh, comments or the uh, information section. But it had a short and this person picked up one of those view the view masters. You know, whether you stick the like disc in and then you could like look through the eyes right they have one for like disneyland yeah exactly whatever she finds like she finds this package on her doorstep and looks through the viewfinder and and every other slide is a new ghost or like demon or something and it's like really kind of cool and i was thinking to myself i'm like dude like whenever you connect horror to something that's like heartfelt and nostalgic that's fucking scary Oh, for sure. Because you're fucking with your childhood now. This is supposed to be a happy, fun thing. Why is it like 
turning evil. <laughs> so know. now it would hit closer to home to have cannibal fleshlight or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, yes. I've never actually bought one of those, but I, I want one. Fantastic. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Christina. <laughs> She's my fleshlight, you sweetie. <laughs> She's going to be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Gonna need that thing now. Oh, man. So we went from what scares you to fleshlights. Uh, what else? What about you? What's your, uh, what's your first experience? Probably the f- earliest horror experience that I can remember was Poltergeist. Oh, really? Okay. And that, that is, you know, a bit of a classic, but as, as a kid. That's pretty scary. It's pretty scary until the little lady comes in and, you know, she kind of breaks that for you. This house is clean. But leading up to that, that was a terrifying movie for a kid. And, uh, you know, it makes you think twice about what's underneath the house, you know. What's under the bed? Exactly. They hit all those tropes, man. What's in the closet? What's in the fucking under the bed? I like think one of the most uneasy scenes in that was the the pool scene, the unconstructed pool where it was just a hole. Remember, and it was raining outside, and like all the bones. Dude, are those washing. are real skeletons. Were they? They were real skeletons. Oh, my oh God. gross! Yeah, I'm not joking. Like I don't know if they all were, but I know that they used a real skeleton in that movie. That's weird. I don't remember exactly the details on that because I wasn't expecting to talk about this or refresh my memory, but I do remember that. Again, wow. like evil toys turning on you. That's that other thing that you're always afraid of as a kid is, oh, the closet. There's something in the closet. You're screaming to your parents. And then you watch this movie. You're like, yeah, the closet opened up and it fucking eats kids. And yeah. so <laughs> sucks all right, people in. I ain't going to bed. Dude, that shit was freaky, man. And the other thing was is that TV. There's that other nostalgic connection. Oh. TV was such a big part of the family at that time when that came out. Right. Like TV was a part of the home. People were starting to watch TV while they ate dinner at this time. And then she goes up to the fucking fuzz, the white snow fucking screen that we no longer have anymore, really. They're here. It's like, what the fuck, dude? That was Who creepy. the fuck's here? Who the fuck's here, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me! No, I'm just kidding. You're all shaking her. <laughs> It really you can't crazy. do that. It breaks the warranty. And what? <laughs> the child warranty? Oh, you mean the TV? Oh yeah, of course. I yeah. was talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about shaking Caroline. Yeah, Caroline. Do, do you know what was really scary though? Is part two where the fucking dude, the grandma dies, the phone rings, and she's like, "Yes, okay, my grandma. All right." Okay, I love you too. And then as soon as she hangs up, boom, boom, like the fucking subwoofer was just going. Like it was just pounding. It scared the fuck out of me as a kid, dude. Uh. Is the second one where he drinks the tequila worm and then throws it back up and it's a torso that shimmies under the bed? I think that might be the third one. Okay. That would make more sense because I don't remember that. I don't remember. But so what else what else scared you in the first one though? You covered a lot of it. The really the girl going up and just touching the TV and, and saying out into the air that they're here, who's here. You right. know, how terrifying. That was really well done. Right, and they had that trope with the tree, dude. The tree was freaky, man. Because when you're a kid, every shadow, when you're laying there ready to go to bed and you're just laying there, you watch everything in that fucking room. Right. Especially if you have even a hint of what the fuck fear is. Like, you start to pay attention, like, that's not supposed to be moving. Why is that moving? What's that in the fucking closet? I see a fucking shadow, like, 
And then you see the tree going against the window. It smashes in. The clown under the fucking bed and shit. That was freaky, man. That was really scary for me. And I'm not, I wasn't even scared of clowns like everybody else is. Well, not everybody. Just that one. That was, it's just because it was a doll. Because, like, you were scared of Chucky. Right. I'm scared of, like, the, the what was it, Trilogy of Terror fucking Zuni fetish yeah, doll? Yeah, yeah, oh. That thing's fucking that. That. That did me. What about uh, Chucky? I think the scariest thing about Chucky is that... He, like, what in the movie, at least? He can come from anywhere, and he usually does. It's it's abrupt. He's always just the last place you expect him. And he's, <gasps> Yeah, that scream. Yeah, that, that scream. B- blood-curdling yeah. scream. It's just, oh, God. And his mouth and the way his face looks when he does right. it. Like, that's pretty... It's scarier in the first one, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, his face, I don't know. It seemed more plasticky and, like... Yeah. I don't know. And as they went on, I mean, this last one that came out, I didn't really dig it. And I usually <sighs> really enjoy Chucky movies. Well, I got the whole series now, so I need to rewatch it, so maybe we'll throw them in there somewhere. Said, what was that one called? Uh, the Curse of Chucky, I believe? Yeah, that was the last one. Yeah. And I... now they got The Cult of Chucky coming up. Yeah. The transition, too, from... I'm your friend to the end to, you know, what you're describing there makes it a little more terrifying. Right. right. Something that you, like, sleep with and you love and you're like, this is my buddy. Well, and it wasn't, like, there was a scene in the movie, I remember the first one, where he's, like, he has the doll in the chair, right? Right. And the chair was, like, rocking back and forth. And then the mom comes in and it stops. Yeah. Isn't that one of the, thi- one of the things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, that was kind of creepy, man. Like, just kids talking to dolls is just creepy by nature. Yes. Like, I never had, like, an imaginary friend or talked to things that weren't real like that. I talked to myself, and I knew that. Did you guys ever have, like, an imaginary friend or talk to dolls and stuff? Not I. You guys are real, right? Yeah. Because you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever, I don't think I ever talked to (laughs) inanimate objects, no. No? Really? No. I mean, I've. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think I ever took it seriously like that. I was, but I was always fascinated with that as a kid. I always wanted that. I was like, I want that magic. <laughs> I want that creepy fucking disaster magic in my fucking life. Right. I but, don't know why. But yeah, there, <clears throat> there's not necessarily a scene in Chucky. It's really, I think it's his voice. It's it's the way that Brad Dwarf just knows how to fucking just bring the chills out with his scream. Right. And it's just it's well, so and then unnerving. We, He's really good at that because if you watch the Exorcist three, oh dude, he was, oh. there's all those extras in there that he did, and even in just the original cut, he's really good in that. Yeah, like I think that's one of his best performances. Oh being yeah, a fucking dark, creepy, fucking what the fuck. So yeah, he has that potential. I'm trying to think on my end, like what was the original thing that scared me? I feel like I was a scared kid, like a lot. Like everything to scare you? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was because I had, like, the early stages of anxiety as a kid or what, but I definitely had an overactive imagination, so it's hard to really pinpoint which was the first movie for me. I remember certain movies where, like, specific things happened that I got scared. Trilogy of Terror, Zuni Fetish Doll. Terrified. I was scared. I jumped on my bed so that my feet would not stick out underneath the bed so they would cut my legs and shit. (laughs) You know, like screaming and shit i remember even watching the movie cobra with stallone where the kid got or in the very beginning of the movie they shoot somebody in the head in front of a mirror and it breaks the mirror and that just sent chills through my body i'd never seen someone get shot in the head so that scared me i remember fuck i remember the thing sitting on the couch watching the thing and the guy's hands getting chopped off oh yeah where he's dude that 
fucking scared me. And I was watching that alone. I watched that and Alien alone, like on like early versions of cable back when I was younger. Right. I don't know. But I can't really pinpoint it. I just remember being scared of shadows. I be I remember being scared of things in the closet. I remember things outside my window banging on my window like a tree just brushing up against it. All the tropes that you were talking about or we were talking about in Poltergeist. A lot of that shit. That's like scary stuff. Like the gate. Remember the gate? They play on those tropes too. Right. Well, one of the scariest things <clears throat> in that movie for me was... You've been bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. His face all melts. Uh, yeah, it was just bad. Because <laughs> that's the one comfort you had when you were a kid. You're like, my parents are home. I'm safe. I'm safe. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're finally here. <laughs> right. I had, you know, that actually, you're, you make a good point there. My parents used to do wedding videography so that they would, they had well, like one of the first families that I knew that had a video camera and they would go and shoot videos at night and I would sit at home by myself a lot of the time. And I, I, I was pretty young. I would sit up and watch fucking crazy shit like that and I would always think about like when, what if my parents never came home? And that's kind of scary and then I watched The Gate and thought about that happening when they came home. You know, like, oh, finally, thank God. You've been bad. Yeah, you've been bad. <laughs> Daddy, your face. Oh, no. Your face is like a Cadbury egg. <laughs> It, that's what it looks like, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. What do you, What do you guys think is the best decade for horror for you guys individually each? Let Dakota go first. I'm gonna say the same thing that you guys are gonna say: the '80s, right? Because that's what we remember, and that's when we were young, and that's when we got scared of these things. But almost everything that I can think of that that was memorable and that actually scared me all came from the 1980s, right? What about you? So 80s for all of us here? I, I'm going to say 80s too because they, they weren't afraid to try things. They weren't afraid to be outside the box. Right. It almost felt like they were just like, let's just strike lightning in a bottle somewhere, please. Right. And they just put out all this weird shit. It is really weird. Like, if you think about it, like, we're overwhelmed with movies nowadays and we see so many on the shelf, especially in the 90s when video came out. Oh, yeah. Videotapes. Like, we saw so many fucking movies that were just garbage, and we almost got, like, inundated with, like, too much. Some of it was good. Some of it was really creative, and there's a lot of really good movies in the 90s. I'm not trying to put it down. But I feel like 80s took more risk and had more money. They had more budget with their risk. Whereas the 90s, they were like, hey, can you grab your RCA camera? Let's get out there, buddy. Let's make a film. <laughs> Which is beautiful in the sense of creation, but as the viewer, it was kind of like people stumbling through learning it in a way. I don't know. I'm not saying 90s are bad. I feel like I pick on the 90s too much. I just love the 80s, man. Like, And it's probably like you said, Dakota. It's probably because we're just stuck with the nostalgia of it. Well, we were somewhat children in the 90s. Should we, you know, challenge the system here and try to talk about what what's some good horror from the 90s? I'm actually drawing a blank at the moment of what my <laughs> favorites would be, but... I, I feel like it was such a dry spell for me, but there are some good ones, like Peter Jackson's um, Dead Alive. Yeah. You got In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, good one. Candyman. It. It. I consider it a movie. I don't, you know, I rewatched that recently, and I gotta say, it's good. Like, it's an, it's got nostalgia for me, because it was kind of like Stand By Me with like Scary Clown. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. Which is cool, uh, but I don't know. What else? Do you guys have any others? Event Horizon. Oh, Event dude. Horizon's a good one, too. That was scary, dude. When he's in the ducks, like, 
where he's in the ducts trying to, I don't know, he's working on that circuitry or some shit like that. You remember the lights going on and off and mm-hmm. on and off until his dead wife is like staring at his face. Dude, that scared the shit out of me. You know, oh, go ahead. Somebody advised me recently to go back and take a look at some of the still shots of what you see when the ship had gone through to the other side of all these people that had ripped each right. other apart and stuff. And I went and did that. There was a lot of detail. There's a lot going on. That's, you know, I think maybe that scared your subconscious in a way that you didn't realize when you saw these things flashing at you. But that was really good. Sam Neill and horror. Fuck there should yeah. be a lot more of that. He's well, he's he, in the Mouth of Madness and Event Horizon are two of his my favorite movies of his. Oh, I mean, obviously sure. he's in Jurassic Park, so like go figure. <laughs> like he's in one of the biggest movies of all time, in my opinion. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, how Jurassic lo- Park took nostalgia and fucking amazing shit. That was movie magic, dude. Right. Like, that was so far ahead of its time. It'd be like <clears throat> it'd be like showing a '50s kid color TV. You know what I mean? Like, it really was just like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Like, right. But Sam Neill is really good. Oh, I don't yeah. want to get into fucking too much Jurassic Park. Cause right. <laughs> let's keep it horror, Pat. No, Sorry. I'm just kidding. That's not my fault. It's my fault. Every year they always talk about the missing footage for Event Horizon. Every year I get so fucking sad about it because I so want to see it. Apparently there is all this oodles of extra footage that you can see with Event Horizon of those scenes that you were talking about, they had tons, and they thought it was too graphic, so they cut it all out. Hmm. At that time, it was before v- DVD had been really done anything. It was during the VHS days, and so they didn't keep all that extra stuff. And it wasn't, like, the most successful movie ever. Some movies did do, like, the extras on, a, like, another two cassette tape thing but they just didn't keep it so they literally just tossed it didn't archive it nothing gone that's just retarded this it's, is not something we're expecting to come out on dvd never later, will ever Blu-ray, it's just no. gone every that's year everybody somebody asks about it somebody reports about it and it's the same old fucking thing i get excited when i see the article and i get pissed when i'm done reading it <laughs> but yeah i guess those are some pretty good uh, i mean 90s movies and you know say what you will about scream but I mean, Scream was entertaining. Yeah. It played on the tropes that we all knew from all these horror movies. I think one of my... It was like a fan movie for fans. I'm not sure if this is going to be sacrilegious or whatever you want to say, but probably one of my favorite Hellraiser movies came out in the 90s, which was Hellraiser Inferno. Really? I really like Inferno. Huh. Maybe because there's a lot of the chatter beast or whatever you want to call them in it. I would say Get Out. All right, guys. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I like Inferno, but is it... Really? It's out of the entire series. That is your favorite movie. No, it's one of my favorites. Besides the first one and the second one, I'm, so, I'm just talking about okay. in, the, in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I mean, I don't mean to pick on certain aspects of... of I like I like Inferno, actually. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was different. Yeah. Is that the one that was more psychological and had to deal with the cop? Yeah. The, whose wife was dead? Right. And then he'd killed himself and he was going to hell or something right. like that? Right. What's that actor's name? He played Mr. Pink and fucking... Um, um, Reservoir Dogs. What? That was not him. Yeah, he was the cop in Inferno. The Mr. Pink? Or was he Mr. Green? Or I can't remember what Mr. color. Mr. White? The one that burned, like, cut off the dude's ear? Uh, yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, the guy that cuts off the dude's ear. Yeah, that's right. Mr. White. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mr. Pink was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fucking... Uh, what's his name? Steve Buscemi? Yes, thank you. Steve Buscemi, because he was complaining about it. I don't want to be Mr. Why, Pink. Why the fuck am I Mr. Pink? What the fuck? I don't want to be Mr. Pink. Like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up, you're Mr. Pink. Like, okay, I'll be Mr. Pink. Whatever you say, you know? <laughs> 
Uh, was it, was he was in that yeah. Michael Madsen? I mean? Michael Madison, yeah. Madsen. Madsen. Yeah. Was that that one? There was another one that was before it that had the guy from fucking uh, that Clive, other Clive Barker movie. You're not talking about Bloodlines, are you? No, it's uh, the one right next to Inferno. I just can't remember which side. But I think he was in the Nightbreed guy was in it. It was called Hellseeker, but I I can't I didn't I didn't mind that one. I think it was just a little more psychological for people. So they were like, what the fuck is going on? Actually, I think I have to go back and watch Hells- that one. Hellseeker and, and Inferno are not bad, but I still prefer In Order. Probably two, though. Two's kind of amazing. Oh, dude. Yeah. That was a, like during a time to me when I liked sequels more than I liked the original ones. Because it elaborated on the story a lot of times, and it like took it places you would never expect it to go. Well, because they're not trying to build anything in that moment. Right. They already said that. But, you know, like when like you see uh, hero action hero movies or superheroes right it's like the origin story is the best yeah oh for sure but i'm not saying time yeah i'm not saying like hellraiser wasn't good by the way the first one i'm just saying that part two was like holy fuck like it blew me away right and three had some really good scenes in it too it's like i wanted to be in hellraiser world you know like in the fucking right like where the pyramids are floating in the sky right you got to peer into hell like how fucking amazing is that Right. God damn, now I feel bad. Like I feel like I've like skipped over the nineties or something like that. Yeah. Maybe we need to like do a nineties month or something like that where we talk about nineties movies. Warlock was in uh, Warlock Two was in the nineties. What about uh I Come in Peace? Was that eighties? No, it was nineties because they had the uh Dream On, you remember that show? Yeah, right, right, right. Um that guy was in I Come in Peace and I think it was like ninety one. What was the tagline? You may come in peace, yeah, but you'll I, leave in yeah. pieces. <laughs> yeah, that fucking line, dude. Like, that was what you waited for in that movie. <laughs> you, I come in peace, and you go in pieces. Where Witch was a 90s phenomenon. That's true, too, yeah. 99. Wow, well, dude. look at all of us. Fucking, well, hey, man, we're old. We are old. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fuck you. What are you going to do? <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah, 99. Wow, huh? So that was like right at the cusp there. Right. Oh, shit. Was fucking in the mouth of madness. That's got to be 90s. Yeah, it's 94. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I still prefer the 80s, though. I'm still, to this day, finding movies from the 80s that I missed that I didn't get to see. And it's like, still, it's like all these layers of fucking crazy movies. Like... I was watching um, one of the movies that we're going to be talking about next Thursday, Class of Newcomb High, and I was like, I really enjoyed it, and I was like thinking, like, what other movies, you know, like, what are these other people been doing? And I looked them up and checked out what they were doing, and one guy who was in it, the guy with the bone, oh yeah, yeah, he was like, he had helped write this other movie called Alien Space Avenger. A- Avenger, yeah, dude, dude, that thing looks badass, and I don't know how I never saw it. Maybe I did, and I just forgot about it. I don't even think you could get it on DVD. I think it's straight to VHS. Really? Yeah, but they have like a Spanish version on YouTube. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I want to fucking see this movie. Hey, you live in America. Why don't you know Spanish, dog? Right. Well, I know some, but not enough to fucking sit through a whole movie. They don't got dubs or anything or uh, subs, right? I, I didn't see anything, man. Oh. I haven't looked that thoroughly. Right. I don't you might know. want to check out eBay. I bet you can find a copy of VHS of it at least. Or someone like that made a copy of it and then sold the, you know. Right. BCs, there's another good 90s horror movie. Yeah. 
At least the first movie. Very popular at the time. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, that scared the shit out of me, the hot tub scene. So I remember I made out with a girl in a hot tub not too long after I saw that movie. All I could fucking think of. What about Tremors? Oh, eh, Tremors was go. good, yeah. But wasn't Tremors the first one in the 80s? Mm, Another good question. That is a good question. What about I, Critters? Well, Critters is great. Oh, that's gotta be like 89 or 90. Yeah. Prites! Tremors was right on the cusp of 1990, and Critters, for those of you playing 86, along at home... 86. Actually, Critters 4 came out in 92, so Critters 1 was 1986. I gotta get that those on a fucking Blu-ray, dude. I can't believe I don't own those already. Yeah, 88 came Critters 2. Critters 3 came out in 91, and then they... They were like, fuck it, let's make another one. We got all the fucking supplies and shit. Let's do it. And they made a fourth one, which is kind of like, eh. Yeah. But we're still seeing a trend here of every time a title comes up, we're, oh, yeah, that one. Yep, it was the 80s. Yeah, it's like like we've kind of blinded ourselves to it because we've already gotten old and we're like, yeah, fuck the 90s. (laughs) Maybe it's too recent. But I'm, I'm starting to realize now, it's like, when I think about these movies that I still think are pretty young and they're in the 90s, I'm like, oh, shit, that's like, 22 years ago. Yep. I'm like, fuck, dude. That's a fucking long time ago if you think about it. Like, shit, dude. It's weird that it's been the 90s for 22 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't mean that, but you know. No, we're young. (laughs) (laughs) He's as old as you feel. I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm still leaning towards the 80s, but now, after having this conversation with you guys, I think we need to dip into the 90s sometime just for ourselves. Give it a fair shot again. I kind of wrote it off. Maybe yeah. I think I had some bad times during it, maybe subconsciously, and just was like, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! I know I had some poor relationship shit. Saved by the Bell was a tough time for horror I almost want to say, yeah, uh, Resident Evil was also a 90s film. Oh my god, damn it. It was, I think I want to say it was at the ass end, 99. 2002, bitch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a little off. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Three years off, dog. Yeah, no, I remember that because I was out here when it came out. Yeah. I bought it on DVD when it came out here, and I was living in Maryland before then. Okay. So, it was like pretty early on, within a year of me getting here, year or two. But yeah, guys, I think we just kind of wanted to have a little bit of a sit down with Patrick Touch each other, lick each other's balls and shit. Just fucking. We just talk. like getting wacky. Yeah, you we know? just want to talk about horror. If you got some movies in the '90s that you think we should watch, or that maybe we didn't think about off the top of our heads, please sound off in the comments and let us know. We're definitely going to be back. I'm glad that you guys came over and uh, we had this little birthday thing. Might have something special for you on Thursday when it's closer to your birthday, Patrick. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see. I Is guess. It in your pants. Yeah, no. That's not a very big surprise. Um, depends who you ask. <laughs> From what I understand, it's it's not the size that counts. Oh my God, are we still talking about this? <laughs> Dakota, want to talk about dicks? No, I'm just kidding. I don't Let's think do we it. have enough. It's... Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, anyway, guys, so Dakota's coming back this Thursday. We're going to kick it off with the two films Patrick picked. Go ahead. Which is Class of Nukem High and, and Idled Hands. There you go. So Idle Hands are the playground of the devil, they uh, really by the are. way. But yeah, if you guys want to check those out before we talk about it on Thursday, we always give you alerts to let you know that we're going to spoil something for the most part. But, you know, we, we didn't pick any new movies, really. So nah. you've probably seen these. And if you haven't, watch them now. Fuck them. Don't fucking <laughs> argue with me, bitch. Goddamn audience. 
I'll reach through this fucking stereo. I'll choke the shit out of you. Think you're cute there with your SoundCloud? I'll send Patrick over to take take his revenge out on Teddy Ruxpin on you. Anyway, guys, so we'll be back on Thursday. Be sure to tune in in the morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be back. Have a good week, guys. Cheers. Your friends till the end. Patrick's After School Special.